You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv slash gold. And I'm sorry, but we, 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 we are probing into the mind of Klaus Schwab. What a wonderful man. Now listen, there are other uh, investigative journalists, independent journalists, podcasters who focus on the sort of fourth industrial revolution strictly in a sort of financial greed sense. And so they focus on the stakeholder capitalism that Klaus Schwab talks about, and they talk about what is called human capital bonds and such, and that's tracking humans throughout the system on a blockchain and sort of assigning a value to them. And we'll eventually get into that. But to me, the bigger picture is control. It's power and it's control. And it is something deep inside these psychopaths that make them want to be able to hack humans and control humans and control natural life. And so it's not just about profits. Because in the world in which we live, money is fake. It's just monopoly money. They just print it. If taxes were really to pay for all of the spending that government does here in the United States then they wouldn't be spending trillions of dollars more than what they collect in taxes every year and keep adding to a national debt, which is well over $20 trillion now. There's over $300 trillion of unfunded liabilities in this country. That is all of the entitlements, uh, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, welfare, you know, veterans' uh, uh, entitlements and such. And so the money is fake. They just print it. And some people think that when they print more money, that causes inflation and everything. It's all rigged from the top, folks. It's all rigged from the top. So these guys who control the spreadsheets, okay, who control Wall Street, can just put a zero next to their uh, wealth total, their uh, net wealth, and now they're 10 times richer. So they don't need to create all these scams in order to make more money. They don't need to create COVID to sell vaccines. This is about control and it's about power. It's not about just tagging people and making money off them. If that's what it was all about, then you'd have a chance at actually fighting this. But that is not what this is all about. I'm telling you, it's about power, it's about control, and it's about playing God. So sometimes when I listen to these other podcasters, I say to myself, why are they getting sucked into this concept of, you know, it's all about the money or follow the money? Now, in certain cases, yes, they use money to bribe 
we the people who work in the positions right now that are developing the Internet of Things, the Internet of Bodies, they use it to bribe people that work in grocery stores. It's like cashiers to train the customers to go use frictionless shopping, even though that person, that cashier, may or may not realize that what they're doing is actually training the customer to utilize this new technology, which will take away their job or the future job of another high school kid or another retired grandmother who needs a little bit extra money and so they use the money to bribe all the plebeians all the peasants all of us who get tricked into this they also utilize convenience so they sell you on the idea of convenience to put a fitbit on or to carry your smartphone around to put a ring camera on your house while they are building this Internet of Things prison planet while we are building the fourth industrial era for them. So I'm just not a big believer in spinning you in circles and telling you that this evil this evil Bond villain, Klaus Schwab, and his right-hand uh, right-hand man, Yuval Noah Harari, and Ray Kurzweil, and Elon Musk, and Peter Thiel, and the rest of the gang are doing this strictly for profits. They're doing it for control. And when they control, and they have influence, and they have power, and they have money, the money is just there, and they are allowed to play the richest men on earth when they are in control of the prison planet. They're like the kings and the queens. Look, if the king lives up in a castle and all of the knights enforce his edicts on the peasants down in the village, the king uses his gold to pay the knights to enforce his edicts. That's how the king stays in power. And so the system they're creating allows them to stay in power. And I personally think if they have ultimate power, they won't actually even need money. The CBDC, um, Central Bank Digital Currency, is just another form of the fiat, paper, monopoly money we have today. That is to keep us in line. That is to bribe us to get inside the metaverse and earn tokens so that we can buy digital 3D printed cheese or something. But it's not just about the money. All right, we've got to go to this clip right here of Klaus Schwab talking a little bit more Excuse me, <coughs> I've been talking <coughs> all day. I apologize. Whoa. Drink of water, folks. All right, we need to get into this clip right now of Klaus Schwab at one of these conferences, the World Knowledge Forum, talking about the book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, that he wrote in 2016. Let's look at it. As a reminder, my notion and my book of The Fourth Industrial Revolution is that the innovations we are seeing today in terms of artificial intelligence, uh, the Internet of Things, cloud computing, advanced robotics, and many others, together constitute a new phase in human development. On now you see he's up there talking about the Internet of Things, okay? And this is why I want you to see this. Uh, as I said, I've read the book. I'm going to eventually read it to you. But he's talking about the Internet of Things and what is coming. And he's up on a screen. He's obviously on green screen. And then they've got the World Economic Forum logos behind him. He's in front of a room of Asian people. And it looks uh, quite freaky, actually. Ah, or even exceeding previous industrial revolutions in scale and impact. 
COVID-19, if anything, has accelerated this ongoing industrial revolution. If COVID had happened even 10 years ago, we could not have imagined moving entire companies, schools and government offices so fast online. Okay, okay, see what he said there? If COVID-19 had happened 10 years earlier, they could not even have imagined moving all the schools, governments, businesses, and everything online into the internet, into what? The metaverse, folks, into the metaverse. Well, why did COVID-19 happen when it did? Because it served the purpose of the Great Reset, which the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab promote. Do you get it? It's all orchestrated, folks. It's not a bunch of quacky people there. This is real. This is real stuff. These are the guys that control it, and you're watching everything happen. It's all happening for a reason. It is not organic. There are puppet masters controlling the puppets, and then you're seeing all of the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution being ushered in. Let's continue to listen to this psychopath. Today, such is a reality. The fourth industrial revolution has become a reality, not just for the pioneers, but for a broad range of people and workers. We are also seeing macroeconomic consequences, changes. Big tech companies such as Apple, Samsung, Alphabet, Amazon or Facebook already are among the largest global companies, but the last months have further cemented their leading positions in the market, while others have started to lag further behind. That will prove to be not only the case now, but will be a permanent consequence of COVID-19. Okay, okay, so he's talking about all the major tech companies. Remember I told you that at one point Trump said MAGA was Microsoft, Apple, Google, and Amazon. And you see Klaus here talking about how all these companies are becoming these leaders and taking over these industries. But these past few months have also shown that the fourth industrial revolution will not be beneficial to all unless we make conscious choices and investments to ensure that this is the case. Right, so he wants these people to make conscious investments to make sure that the fourth industrial revolution is equitable for all, right? That's how he sells this, folks. He was selling the fourth industrial revolution before COVID, the Great Reset, okay? And now COVID, the Great Reset happens. He says, oh, it accelerated the fourth industrial revolution, and now we have to look at the consequences to the people. Meanwhile, he's got a guy who's his right-hand man, King Philosopher, Yuval Noah Harari, saying that people have no spirit, they have no soul, they have no free will. Those days are over. You're a useless human. You're a hackable animal. We control the data, and we will be the gods of the new era. Okay? That's the guy who speaks in the ear of Klaus Schwab. Disadvantaged school students, unskilled workers, and non-digitized companies and governments will feel the crisis much more than others. 
the crisis. So he's saying that everyone who does not go digitized are going to feel the crisis. Basically, they're going to be destroyed. And what did I tell you and show you through their own words that Ray Kurzweil, Elon Musk, Deepak Chopra, and the rest of these transhumanists always say that if you don't get the brain chip, if you don't merge with the machines, then you will go extinct. Same thing that Klaus is saying right here. Get on board with the metaverse or you are done. We will destroy you. Moreover, both corporate and incoming quality have worsened during the last months. So when we build the post-COVID world, when we do the Great Reset, one of the most important places to start will be to ensure that the fruits of the fourth industrial revolution are really shared by all. He said, when we do the Great Reset, when we do the Great Reset, the Great Reset was COVID, right? But he's saying that when we do the Great Reset, they've already done the Great Reset. They're in the Fourth Industrial Revolution right now. The reset button was pushed with COVID. This guy is so giddy and excited. I wish you guys could see the video of him. Um, you can find this on YouTube somewhere. Come over to pain.tv slash gold. But he's so giddy. He's so excited to sit there and tell you, when we do the great reset, oh, ha, 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 oh, ha, 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 ha. You got to see this creepy bastard. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. You're listening to pain.tv slash gold. And I will be right back after this short commercial break. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, it is me, Dustin Gold, right here on the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope, I sincerely hope that when you listen to this guy, your blood is boiling because mine is. Mine is. I know all about this, but every time I listen to this guy, my blood boils. I'm sitting here like, who the hell put this guy in charge? How did he get everyone to follow him? How are all these people doing this? I mean, we know how, you know, from a technical standpoint, how they do this using BlackRock and these investments. But wow, to orchestrate something on a worldwide stage. I mean, imagine trying to just get 10 of your friends to agree on uh, going on a vacation together. But somehow they put thousands upon thousands of heads of state that are constantly changing in line with thousands upon thousands of CEOs that are constantly changing, and they got them all on board, all in sort of, you know, it's all moving. It's That part is organic, but somehow they were able to bring these people together and keep them on board with this shared vision, this shared outcome. Let, let's just continue with Klaus here, because I don't want to be uh, listening to him all night, or I might vomit all over myself. Eat world. When we do the Great Reset, one of the most important places to start will be to ensure that the fruits of the fourth industrial revolution are really shared by all. The foods, the f foods are the fruits. 
the fruits of the fourth industrial revolution are shared by all. Let's see what he says. It starts with equitable investments, particularly in education and reskilling. And it also education and reskilling re-education let's put that together reskilling and education so re-education applies we come up with a new framework to regulate data ownership intellectual property and competition in the fourth industrial revolution right right so they're creating all of these horrible dystopian technologies but now klaus and his buddies just like elon musk wanting to be the governor of the governing body that governs the very bad technology that he's building that will replace humans klaus and his buddies at the world economic forum want to be in charge of deciding what's equitable want to be in charge of making sure that your data is controlled by you instead of just maybe i don't know not collecting the data that's how you know it's a giant scam it's a giant scheme these people are criminals they're thieves there's hackers they're pirates they're hijackers i mean that is all these guys are they're hijacking the world the natural world this requires public private cooperation so to the participants of right so there he is selling the public private partnership again of which donald trump sold us during COVID as well this world knowledge forum my message is this, it is very important to embrace the fourth industrial revolution and its technology as it will determine our future prosperity like nothing else. Okay, so he told them that they need to embrace the false industrial revolution technology, folks. He told them they need to embrace it. Okay, let me go back to the World Economic Forum website. I just want to give you a little bit of understanding on the background of the Internet of Things because that is central to the Fourth Industrial Revolution. I don't want to go into depth, but I'm going to give you the background here, just so you understand, and there's a few articles I'm going to share with you before we get to the next video. A brief history of the Internet of Things. The concept of adding sensors and intelligence to physical objects was first discussed in the 1980s, when some university students decided to modify a Coca-Cola vending machine to track its contents remotely. But the technology was bulky, and progress was limited. The term Internet of Things was coined in 1999 by the computer scientist Kevin Ashton. While working at Procter & Gamble, Ashton proposed putting radio frequency identification, RFID, those are chips similar to what's in your passport and your credit cards now, RFID chips on products to track them through a supply chain. He reportedly worked the then buzzword internet into his proposal to get the executive's attention and the phrase stuck. Okay, over the next decade, public interest in the Internet of Things technology began to take off as more and more connected devices came to the market. In 2000, LG announced the first smart refrigerator. In 2007, the first iPhone was launched. And by 2008, the number of connected devices exceeded the number of people on the planet. In 2009, Google started testing driverless cars, and in 2011, Google's Nest Smart thermostat hit the market, which allowed remote control of central heating. Okay, 
Now, if you want to learn a little bit more about the Internet of Things, I'm going to teach you some more, but you can always go over to Wikipedia, and there's some good examples of the Internet of Things there. Here's just a short description, so you have a general view. The Internet of Things describes the physical objects or groups of such objects with sensors, processing ability, software, and other technologies that connect and exchange data with other devices and systems over the Internet or other communications networks. Internet of Things have been considered a misnomer because devices do not need to be connected to the public Internet. They only need to be connected to a network and be individually addressable okay so what that means is that there could be devices within a network inside say a warehouse that talk to each other they don't necessarily have to be connected to the public internet okay now up here on the screen i have um this is at dataprot.net dataprot.net and this is internet of things statistics for 20 22 and this is actually a pretty good article here i'm just going to give you some key findings before we move on this says right here in 20 i just want you to understand the scope of this okay as these guys are trying to connect everything in the world onto this internet of things which will combine into what we're going to call uh talk about later called internet of bodies where they connect all of us to it and then that's eventually going to become the uh, metaverse, which entwined in there will be the Internet of Senses, which we'll touch on briefly. But this says um, IoT statistics key findings. In 2021, there were more than 10 billion active IoT devices. And I've actually heard that number um, at least twice that. And, and if you look around on the Internet, the numbers uh, are not consistent, Okay. It says right here, it's estimated that the number of active Internet of Things devices will surpass 25.4 billion in 2030. By 2025, there will be 152,200 IoT devices connecting to the Internet every minute. All right? Internet of Things solutions have the potential to generate four to eleven trillion dollars in economic value by 2025. Okay, there's the monopoly money, there's the food coupons. That's how they get everyone on board that's in business, that's an entrepreneur to help build this because they project that there will be all this money available. So now all the entrepreneurs start gearing their businesses, their inventions and stuff to creating IoT devices. All right, that's simple. You bribe the people. 83% of organizations have improved their efficiency by introducing IoT technology. Okay, right. It's estimated that global IoT spending will total $15 trillion in the six-year period between 2019 and 2025. The consumer IoT market is estimated to reach $142 billion by 2026, uh now let's see 94 percent of retailers agree that the benefits of implementing iot outweigh the risk and finally the amount of data generated by iot devices is expected to reach 73.1 zettabytes by 2025 and remember we went over how you're going to store all of this data on these dna human dna hard drives 
And why you need all this data is because the data is what is going to power the future metaverse, which is what Yuval Noah Harari talks about when he says those that control the data basically control the future. Now, I'm over here at techtarget.com, and I just want to show you briefly um, some examples of IoT devices that you uh, may be familiar with already okay so connected vehicles uh this is just in your mind to give you an illustration of what's out there connected vehicles autonomous vehicles are one of the most notable examples of iot in action self-driving cars and trucks use a slew of connected devices to safely navigate roadways in all sorts of traffic and weather conditions Uh, The technologies in use include artificial intelligence, enabled cameras, motion sensors, and onboard computers. Much more on that, but I'm going to skip forward. Traffic management. Roadway infrastructure has become more connected in the past decade as well with cameras, sensors, traffic light controls, parking meters, and even smartphone traffic apps transmitting data that's then used to help avert traffic jams, prevent accidents, and ensure smooth travel. Okay, we told you that the company that led to what is Google Earth, Google Maps, was started by the CIA. So when you're driving around in your car, as 80% of Americans are, using Google Maps, you are in fact being directed by a CIA technology. GPS is not to just get you somewhere uh, as fast as possible. It's, It's all controlled. People don't even realize that. Number three, smart grids. Utilities are also using IoT to bring efficiency and resiliency to their energy grids. Okay, historically, energy flowed one way along the grid from the generation site to the customer. However, connected devices now enable two-way communication along the entire energy supply chain. Uh, Number four, environmental monitoring. And you can look this up, folks. Uh, techtarget.com just look up uh, internet of things and you can read this in detail environmental monitoring connected devices can collect internet of things data that indicates the health and quality of air water and soil as well as fisheries forests and other natural habitats they can also collect weather and other environmental data folks i told you they want to control natural life all the way down to the last gnat, down to the last blade of grass. Well, this is how they're doing it under the guise that they are doing it to protect nature. Nature's just fine until they put their technology there. Then nature becomes com- polluted, and then they tell you that nature is more polluted, and therefore they need more technology to monitor the pollution in nature that they created. All right, always problem, reaction, solution. Number five, smart buildings and smart homes. Property owners are using the power of Internet of Things to make all sorts of buildings smarter, meaning they're more energy efficient, comfortable, and convenient, as well as healthier and possibly safer, too, right? We heard all about Excel. I brought that up to you with those people with the smart thermostats and then when it got hot outside they couldn't turn their air conditioning on all right that's how smart it is it's so smart that it knows to choke you out and suffocate you but that's the whole point of this stuff number six smart cities which we'll touch on uh, a little more later on smart cities are consolidating 
IoT deployments across many facets to give them a holistic view of what's happening in their jurisdictions. Folks, that's called a prison planet. As such, smart cities generally incorporate connected traffic management systems and their own smart buildings. They might incorporate private small uh, smart buildings too. Smart cities might also tie into smart grids and use environmental monitoring to create an even larger IoT ecosystem that provides real-time views of the various elements that affect life in their municipalities. Folks, that is a dystopian prison planet. That's what a smart city is. Number seven, supply chain management. Supply chain management has been undergoing a modernization thanks to low power sensors, GPS, and other tracking technologies that pinpoint assets as they move along a supply chain. Folks, how do you think that these guys choke us out and create food shortages? Because they're monitoring the supply chain at all times. And when they want to choke us out, they can use their technology now to stop trucks from driving, to stop uh, drivers from delivering, and that is how they choke you out. Okay? Do you understand this? This is not about helping humanity. Uh, Otherwise, everyone would have at least one acre and you'd have a giant garden full of fresh food in your yard, just like I saw over in Poland, which is being attacked right now. Number eight, industrial agriculture and commercial management. IoT has numerous applications in industrial and commercial settings, enabling everything from predictive maintenance to improved security of facilities to smart agriculture. These wide-ranging use cases employ an equally expansive list of IoT technologies, okay? So they're monitoring everything agriculture, commercial management. These guys are in charge of it. Who do you think oversees the artificial intelligence systems that controls the internet of things? It is the prison planet guys in charge of this thing. It is the wardens of the prison planet, all orchestrated through people like Klaus Schwab, who somehow was anointed to the king of this entire thing. He is the executive chairman that goes around and gets the private and public people on board with instituting the prison planet that they have coming. Folks, more on this, much more when I get back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 